people. I can't wait till you see your baby I, I born out of a vagina one day. The, well, I watched the birth of life video and I was like, I did what too. The fuck, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I was like, did she shit her? The vagina gets like um, this big. Yep. The vagina hole. And apparently, yeah. Kirsten filled me in because I was like, I'm never going to go through this experience. Like, tell me what it's like. And she's like, it stays that big for a ah! week as it's like flushing Whoa. out all the stuff. <laughs> yeah, oh diapers. God. And then, <laughs> yep. so, Holy. dude, I know a couple of my friends did this. They made like <laughs> jelly frozen pads to put on their vagina because it was so swollen. Yep. Wait, what do you mean jelly frozen? Like they what? would put what? like a lubricant what? and then they would freeze it on a pad and then they would slap it on their vagina. <laughs> Jesus Christ, don't say slap it like we're covered now. <laughs> don't, don't say oh, slap it. <laughs> All right, intro, here we go. Oh, God. oh my God. <laughs> Fuck me, that's a man. pro tip, though. <laughs> Fucking freezer lube. That's a pro tip. Yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh. We're out here saving vaginas. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Health Unfiltered podcast. My name is Ro and I'm here again with my lovely, not guest, but co-hosts, Brooke and Nicole. What's up? What's up? Just uh, hey. having a... I'm tired. Oh, I'm tired. She's like, <laughs> wake oh, up. Oh my God, we just did one. I know we're back to back, at least recording wise. I just come out a back, week later. Baby. Um, I like this, you know, because now I get to be a second beer deep, so... My, if you thought my comments were inappropriate the last episode, <laughs> wait till this one. Oh my God. No, <laughs> we've got the episode for you. <laughs> now it's all X-rated. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, I mean, how 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 are we doing today? <laughs> you know, it's so weird to ask. Like, are you different from? I finished an hour my canned wine. Today? You know, are you feeling? Oh, so, um, you know, are you feeling good? Are you I'm feeling lit? Uber home. I think I'm going to Uber home from oh the office. Oh, my God. Yeah, I need to Uber home from the office because I'm drunk. <laughs> I, got drunk I don't drink, so canned 11% wine was, like, top speed for yeah, me. Yeah, that's – I mean, that's top speed for, for a lot of people. Uh, yeah, my milk stout left, left me pretty, pretty good. Uh, but now, you know, back to the corona because we're uh, – we're gonna head out to um, camp for a couple days uh, after this, so I don't know why Corona became our like vacation beer of choice when we're out in the woods, but maybe because it's mostly water at this point. Uh, <laughs> but it keeps us nice and hydrated. So, cheers to that. Um, are you? Are you do you do lime or no? Yeah, lime normally, but you know, I'm at work right now, so I can't. You know, this isn't a vacation beer; it's a work <laughs> beer. <laughs> oh <my God>. Wow. <laughs> uh yeah, normally fucking rough like, life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, my fucking dream life just being like, oh yeah, I just drink beer and talk. So life <laughs> is really rough for me. <laughs> I train people occasionally. Uh yeah, but our uh I know that um you had that that uh canned wine thing. Um are you still or you say you're done with that? Are you drinking anything else? Or are you just drinking? I switched to non-alcoholic to give myself a break so i'm doing this actually is interesting kind of similar to what coco did it's a sparkling hop water 
called Hopfin. Hmm. Have y'all ever heard of it? No. So it's uh it says Zappa and blackberry flavored purple meets herbal. Grape notes from Zappa hops, light blackberry and a touch of sage. So it's really like a bougie ass yeah, sparkling water. It sounds like you go We're gonna give it a shot. You go like get your I don't know, tarot cards read and they're like, Oh, your Zappa's in purples and you're like, What the fuck are you even saying? <laughs> nice, <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> I just flung shit all over my computer and my desk. Well, at least it wasn't That's water. Oh, oh, yeah. You know how last <laughs> week after the episode, uh, I texted you guys fucking again mm-hmm. that I'd spilled? Mm-hmm. My water is on my desk. The cap is on it. No spilling this time afterwards. Hopefully not during. But I mean, I'm knocking on wood now. Uh, but I swear to God, if I kick that thing over one more time, I'm going to stab myself in the chest. So uh, <laughs> I'm glad glad it's up here. <laughs> Why did Ro end it all? Because he wouldn't stop spilling his water <laughs> He bottle. just got really frustrated with the whole water thing. Uh, um, update, though. This shit is delicious. Oh, yeah? Mm. Just straight Maybe hops. Maybe it's the sparkling wine talking, but like <laughs> the hop water is really good. Hmm. I'll have to try that. Nicole, what are you drinking, if anything? I'm still working on my non-alcoholic IPA. God damn it. So it's a tall boy, okay? Uh, a tall boy of non-alcohol. You're like, mm-mm, so good. <laughs> I swear, uh, this is like placebo effect, though, because it still tastes like it. Well, are you drunk? You're like, I'm going to text my exes. You know how this non-alcoholic shit works. Um, <laughs> That's rule number one in life. Don't text your ex. It's always. that's Rule one is always text your ex. Unless you're Maybe me, block their number like also. 48. Wink, wink. I'm going to fast. I'm gonna, I can predict time. In two weeks, Ro is going to get the shit slapped out of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, uh, can you listen to this episode while you're away or while I'm at work? Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow, man. This podcast. That's what you get for having a supportive me. girlfriend. She's that's always going to listen to the episodes. Yeah. She's like, I heard Brian you was like, shit. like, fuck. Saying he listened to one of the episodes, and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to start watching what i say if you're gonna listen <laughs> jokingly he's like no i'm not gonna listen you're it like, was just that oh, one episode right. I was like, oh, okay cool cool i'm really glad we're on the same support team system you're going. like i cool. get your tattoos and you're like he's like yeah but like you know it's different it's different <laughs> uh cool uh i think we we do have another question of the week before we get started here um so uh sorry i lost it there it is the question of the week is, how important is it to have breakfast in the morning? I don't like to eat a lot of food right when I first wake up. And I know we've all been told multiple times that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Uh, is that, you know, what? Is there any validity behind that? Or is it just kind of like whatever? I do feel like this is a loaded question, but I'm going to just go for it. There's a lot of different <laughs> schools of thought. Especially with, <clears throat> excuse me, the rise of the popularity in intermittent fasting and fasting diets. Um, and there's some honestly really interesting research coming out, but all I've ever seen is like mice models and anti-aging. So might not be totally up to date on that, but is interesting research of possible things. However, for me and the populations I work with and tactical athletes and really high-performing young professionals – my experience is we need to support circadian rhythm and we need to have regularity. And so I usually recommend that we eat something within 90 minutes of waking. I also recommend that that includes protein. However, 
I am freaking with you. I do not like to eat a ton of food right when I wake up. So you don't have to eat a big breakfast. I would challenge you to think of this as a wake-up snack. And your wake-up snack should include something that's got protein. And for me, this looks like I have about a fourth a cup of pumpkin seeds and I have a piece of fruit usually... um, some type of good carbohydrate with that. So I'm creating really good balance, but it's something really light that does include protein and I'm getting things going and supporting that circadian rhythm, which personally I know I need a lot of help with um, and adrenal support for me and a lot of the people I work with. So highly recommend that. And then you can do breakfast whenever you're ready with, you know, it's up to you, but like at a max two to three hours, I would then go ahead and have like a nice balanced meal that would be your typical breakfast. That's my go-to advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody that eats flaming hot Cheetos and oranges for breakfast. So he's oh doing really gosh. great. Um, oh no. Yeah. I know he sent me a picture. <laughs> it's like daily hot Cheeto check. And I was like, oh God, like 7 a.m. That she's like, fuck yeah, time to eat hot Cheetos. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I, and and I and I know that it's also like pretty variable too. Uh, just because like some days I wake up, so generally my breakfast is like three eggs, uh, potatoes, or a bagel with cream cheese, and then like uh, Greek yogurt. Um, but there are some days where I'm just like, I don't really feel like eating. It's too savory, or maybe it's too, I don't know, sweet, or I don't know. I just wake up and I'm like, this is just. I don't like to have this. So then on those days, I'll just have like a protein shake or something. Um, and then other days where I'll just like have protein pancakes. So I have like generally three or four foods that I kind of pick from. And it kind of goes down the list of like normally what I have, depending on how I'm feeling, depending how much time I have, if I just worked out or not. Um, but I think that's also like something where it's important to to listen to yourself because you can get burned out with food if you're like, I know that this really supports me and it's really great, but like, I'm fucking sick of sweet potato hash. And you're yeah. like, okay, then have, then have something else. Like, there's no magic food, right? So I don't have something that you don't want. In my experience working with people, they're the most creatures of habit when it comes to breakfast. Like, I'll work for, with people for more than six months and they'll eat the same breakfast. It's like very strange. And then breakfast. they like switch up lunch and dinner. But then I was thinking about it with myself. I'm similar. I'm like, you row. There's like two or three things where I rotate. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really it. Like I'm pretty set and happy with my morning breakfast routine, and then I'm more adventurous with the other meals. <laughs> like I have straight Thai food. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, cool. That's that's a great, great answer to that. Sorry, the beer's catching up. That milk stout kind of slapped me, so I'm like, nice. Don't say um, <laughs> yeah. Ah. PTSD. You had to be there. That's part of our Patreon. It'll be a no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it should the be. extra the extra. Um, I mean, it could be the yeah, intro. So, <laughs> I I think it, I think it might be that. Was, that shit was whack. Uh, well, we also have Brooke talking about her like fucking taking water, distilling it, and adding her own minerals. So true. It's gonna be a toss up. I wonder what we'll put up there. Only purity uh, in this body, bro. Uh, Oh my! <laughs> don't, wow! Don't that I just the way you Woo. said it. You're like, come on, let's let's be honest. Here. Uh, Listen, Brooke, you taught us all a thing or two in grad school. Let me tell you, Lord, we ain't gonna bring up the pony uh, yeah. again. Moving on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pony was a good time. Anyway, uh, yeah. Also, the the pony should uh, should sponsor Mississippi State. 
baseball <laughs> at least for a night <laughs> anyway uh so uh last week we talked about the uh the menstrual cycle and and really like the four phases and kind of like give us a primer uh today what we're going to do is is continue that talk but we're going to talk through uh the four phases and really like what's happening to the body in each phase uh, how we can support each phase with nutrition, exercise, and lifestyle choices. And it's kind of going to be like the phase and then like what's going on in the body, what's going on lifestyle-wise, what's going on food-wise, and what's going on exercise. So it's kind of going to be like a more of a free-flowing conversation. Um, so if you like structure, uh, you know, <laughs> deal with us <laughs> on this episode. Bear with us. We're already um, a couple drinks deep. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's fucking gnarly, bro. <laughs> um, I I know that uh, we did have a talk about how, um, you know, whether whether we should talk about you know kind of the the grosser or like deeper things, and we came to the conclusion that like, yeah, we're health unfiltered. That we have to talk about the stuff, um, because if if there is like, you know, anyone that's listening or even myself, where I was like, well, that's kind of weird and gross. Uh, then it's not like normalized, right? And then it's not like talked about. And so less people hear about it and less people learn. So um, it's kind of weird for me to say, like, I'm excited to hear about <laughs> vaginal discharge and stuff, but uh, it'll it'll be it'll be a good learning experience for, for myself, for us, and uh, for the listeners. So um, are you all, you all ready to hit it? <laughs> hit it We're ready quiz. to hit Let's something. <laughs> <laughs> really, hit something, me? I'm going to beat the shit out of bro. <laughs> Uh, so let's talk about, um, first, uh, the, the menstrual phase. Um, so if you remember from last episode, this phase generally lasts, generally lasts three to seven days. Um, fill us in on like what's going on with the body, the lifestyle and, and how we can kind of do things to, um, uh, to help with what's going on. Sure thing. Um, Coco, you want to start with talking about the body and lifestyle, and then I'll finish us off with, like, food and exercise? Yeah. So in the last episode, um, <laughs> yeah, the menstrual phase, we said it lasts anywhere between three to seven days. And the body focus here, what's going to be going on um, physically, is you're, you may experience some brown spotting and red bleeding occurring during this phase. Um, a good indicator that your hormones are in check and doing what they're supposed to is if you do have a like deep cherry red bleed. Um, that's a good indicator if you're kind of wanting to start tracking and uh, syncing with your cycle and knowing that your hormones are balanced. Um, other sensations may include low backache, fatigue, pelvic cramping, and um, a couple cravings. At the pass of peak estrogen, you may feel relaxation and relief. So with lifestyle in this phase, the communication mm. between the right and left hemispheres of your brain is extremely powerful, which allows you to self-analyze and course correct. So this is a great time to tap into all like just kind of like doing a quick look around of like, what are all the things going in my life and really like analyze and see where you want to dive a little bit deeper, what you might want to like improve upon in the next phases to come. You can expect clear, intuitive gut messages, pause, dive in and listen to this. This is when your intuition is really, really high. Journaling is a powerful tool during the menstrual phase that allows you to access deeper insight into what 
your instinct is communicating. Restlessness and dissatisfaction are completely normal feelings in this phase. Rather than surrendering to overwhelm, take note and identify the areas of your life that need more attention. In other phases, you can address the issues, grow and improve. So one of my favorite things is if you're needing to rest, like listen to that, take a nap. It's all good in this phase. Your body (laughs) needs it. A hundred percent. Normalized rest. I think this is the phase where I feel the most intuitive and have a lot of clarity. Mm -hmm. And if you're not into journaling, get into voice memos. Mm Because when you think about things and you have ideas, jot down those voice memos. Anyone who's listening, no matter what phase of life or the menstrual cycle you're in. (laughs) They're like, this podcast is bullshit. (laughs) Voice memo the things you're thinking because... Thoughts are fleeting. They come and go. And um, yeah. so I think that the I love the journaling message there, Coco. That's mm-hmm. good. Um, other thing, which I don't, which we, we there's just so many rabbit holes we could go down. Mm-hmm. Um, the brown spotting in blood is normal. That is old blood. It's the oxidized blood. It's kind of signaling like the beginning of the shedding of the new before it leads into that more of a deep cherry red color. The color of the blood says a lot about your hormone health and what's going on. So definitely pay attention. And I encourage Mm -hmm. you to look into that more because if you're like, well, um, what does this mean? Um, The different colors, the different textures, the way things might be smoother or clotter, clottier. I don't know if that's a word. Clotted kind of. So, but that does indicate, it does (laughs) indicate there's something going on with your hormones. So definitely every little detail is important. Mm -hmm. And that's why if you track your cycle, these kind of details you can actually note. So another Mm -hmm. great, you know, reinforcement to just track your cycle. So I want to dive in a little bit to the food and I'm going to give my general thoughts on exercise, but I want Ro to chime in here as well. So for food in our menstrual phase, um, basically what's happening is we're eliminating this lining of the uterus. We need to focus on foods that are adding nutrients. Usually the body does best with foods that have a low glycemic index. Water-rich foods like fruits and vegetables are high on the list. Definitely make sure that's making it onto your plate. You'll feel better. Make sure you're remineralizing your body with iron and zinc. Obviously, we're losing iron. We're actively bleeding. Um, Iron and zinc are going to be really important during this phase. So some easy ways with food you could add this back in is add some seafood dishes, add some greens um, onto your plate here. Um, All the foods you indulge, all the foods to indulge in in this phase should be restorative to the blood and kidneys. Um, Definitely have the comfort foods you enjoy, but I do want to highlight some key foods that I would focus on essentially to get you the micronutrients you need. So thinking about vegetables like beets, kale, kelp, uh, mushrooms, water chestnuts, um, fruits like blackberries, blueberries, cranberries, watermelon, Um, And then I would focus more on seafood in this phase, like I mentioned. So, you know, the sky is the limit here. You have so many options. Crab, lobster, mussels, (laughs) oysters, sardines, scallops, like go crazy. Um, This is what's going to supply the micronutrients that will support this phase. And then um, as far as exercise, um, these are my main thoughts. Like Nicole said, listen to your body. Definitely rest and recover here. There's obviously going to be low energy and some repair that needs to happen. 
when it's heaviest, I would take it easy, still do some low impact light movement like yoga, walking, if you're up for it. And then when things start to kind of decline and the bleeding isn't quite as heavy, you can build up to your normal activity as long as your energy and like how you're feeling allows it. I think just go with how you're feeling. I used to fight the shit out of this. Mm -hmm. I have a very (laughs) strong personality, a lot of like male driven energy where I'm like, fucking go do all the things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't listen to this female side of me a lot. So this has been an interesting journey for me to balance out those energies. So I encourage you to learn from my mistakes and do not power through and just take the fucking nap and go for low impact if you need to or consult your coach or trainer if you want to adjust things. And if you're consistently powering through, that's just going to like mess with your hormones even more. It's going to be counterintuitive. There's a whole Mm -hmm. like there's a reason that your body is doing what it's doing and it needs that rest and repair right now. And so if you go against that, you may just be sending yourself in the opposite direction of your goals. Definitely. Yeah, I know. I think last episode, uh, I mentioned the episode before that, which is the fatigue episode. But this is like a perfect time, right? Where it's like, hey, if your RPE tends to be really high, uh, you have to take longer rest and like you can't maybe perform as as well as you would like uh then like brooke and nicole said like you have to you have to honor your your how how you're feeling so maybe it's that you can still lift but it won't be with a lot of intensity maybe it'll be that you're just going to do your favorite exercises so it's like all shoulder day or all glute day you know whatever um if it's something that like really, really affects you, right? Because it affects everyone differently <laughs> from what I'm told, right? I don't know. Uh, something that really affects you, then you you do things to, to help yourself through that. Um, but I, I also like what was said earlier where it's like so much of what we're going to be talking about is like, listen to yourself, which is always what it is. Like you, unless you're gunning for some sort of competition um, or some like, I don't know, time-based goal, uh, then you might have to, like Brooke, be like, fuck it, we're gonna, we're just gonna go. Um, but if it's just like, like you're exercising to be healthy and to push yourself, like part of being healthy and pushing yourself is knowing when to step back and when to listen to your body. Like this is energy that's being used to prime you for potentially, right, uh, giving birth, which is, or at least starting the process of, holding some sort of life in you so when you look at it in context of that and you're like okay now i know why i'm tired right like it's it's perspective of like what evolution is trying to get you to do um but like i said in my other in the other episode uh for some people it's going to be like whatever and for other people it's going to be like i i for whatever reason can't move during these days and you know, if you are working with a coach, make sure that they know that and make sure that they're good enough to to honor that. And if you just kind of work with yourself, then be nicer to yourself if you need that rest. So, yeah. Um, so we did just talk about the menstrual phase. Uh, let's move on to the follicular. follicular. <laughs> Some more ASMR. <laughs> follicular. follicular phase. Uh 
so our menstrual phase, our, <laughs> your, uh, <laughs> the menstrual phase is three to seven days. Uh, the follicular phase mm-hmm. is seven to 10 days. Um, and again, let's just hit on what's now what's happening with like the added hormones um, along with body lifestyle, food and exercise. Yeah. So hormone focus, the pituitary gland is triggered by the hypothalamus to send follicle stimulating hormone to your ovaries in preparation for releasing another egg in preparation several egg follicles swell your estrogen is increasing to thicken the uterine lining and prepare for hosting an egg um body focus physical energy is going to increase and you may feel a little restless which is really um even though I like track my cycle and I read this every single month, this is currently like the phase I'm in and I'm definitely like feeling that restlessness right now. So um, (laughs) this is very just kind of like, Oh yeah, a reminder. (laughs) And um, you'll also have little to no vaginal secretion initially, but later in this phase that will increase to be yellow or white in color and tacky and sticky in texture. The lifestyle focus here is you're going to be feeling um, those feelings of creativity and you're going to be excited about new beginnings. So direct that that increased energy into stimulating new projects. Whatever it is you're feeling super passionate about, this is a great time to dive into that. Emotionally, you'll feel upbeat, outgoing, and revitalized. This phase is ideal for tackling your more mentally challenging tasks and saying yes to events and exploring new things. Love it. (laughs) So when it comes to food and exercise in this phase, we want to tackle foods that are fresh, light. They're making you feel more energized. Um, You know, when all those hormone levels are at their lowest, this is definitely something that we want to use food to help us lift out. Um, You're also going to be able to tolerate things with a higher Mm -hmm. phytoestrogen content since that estrogen is starting to increase. Um, You won't be piling additional estrogen on top of already elevated estrogen levels. So some things that I would recommend food-wise would be things like kimchi, sauerkraut, Mm -hmm. getting some good fermented foods, plenty of veggies, lean proteins. love sprouted beans and... um, like microgreens, broccoli sprouts, or some faves I would incorporate here. Things, oh my God, bean sprouts are freaking amazing. They're little, they're baby beans. Mm -hmm. Um, They're usually next to the mushrooms in the produce section. I guarantee you've had them in Asian foods, (laughs) but they're really, really good. Little nutrient powerhouses. Yep. Hmm. And I would use like lighter cooking methods. So steaming, sauteing. We're really wanting to highlight like the freshness and leaving foods really light and vibrant instead of like those comfort foods that bring us back down in this phase. Mm. Um, And then as far as exercise, here is my thoughts and then I'll pass it off to Ro. But since you're in this like more creative phase, like Nicole highlighted, Use that to your advantage to if you're wanting to try something new, if you're ready Mm -hmm. to switch it up in the gym, like take advantage of that energy and like go for it. Like that's what this whole phase is about. Um, Forming new neuro connections is easier. So that's why leaving your comfort zone in this phase is encouraged as 
more to do with hormones than anything. Um, but definitely challenge yourself. You know, there's going to be higher energy. So take advantage of it. Yeah. I think that like when you look at um, periodizing, <laughs> no pun intended, uh, <laughs> training. Sorry, I just thought about that. I was like, you killed it, Ro. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it may be a time where um, maybe you feel the the strongest or you feel like you're more primed to do things. Uh, so if, if you are someone who isn't maybe on like a, on a specific sort of training block, then, then is when you kind of start putting the, um, pushing the gas, the pedal to the, to the, to the metal a little bit more. Um, I don't know how the fuck I could not get that sentence out of my mouth. Uh, <laughs> Beer. It's this Corona's hitting me. Yeah, yeah, that milk's down Corona. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's like, you know, because I, 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 I work out with with um, with Casey and there are some weeks where it's like, you know, of course, we take into account the fact that she does so much work and she is in school and like her fatigue is like and mental fatigue, especially is like really high. Uh, but someday she just feels strong as fuck and you can put like anything on the bar and she's like, yeah, I'll do it. Uh and that, you know, might have to do with whatever phase she's in. And, and you know, you might have like gym partners or counterparts that like for whatever reason, they're just really, really active. And so I think I think what what Brooke said is 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 correct in that, like, if you are trying to maybe try new movements or uh, push to kind of set yourself for a PR or a PR um, now might be that time. Um, but also understand that the the caveat there is that next week or the week after or a couple of days after, right, you may not feel as good. And if we're trying to manage fatigue, um, it may be because you may have pushed it too much, you didn't recover well, or just because the hormones for whatever reason were giving you a boost that day and and you're outside of what may be your normal energy or um, activity or strength level. So just some things to to make sure you're also thinking about like don't burn yourself out just because you're like it's my follicular phase it's time, it's time to go um i'm gonna just text you yeah, like row balls to the wall follicular phase we're <laughs> yeah. going in he's like awesome and i'd be like i saw your tweet yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's just start texting awesome. row every so, day what phase we're in what day it is <laughs> phase update uh, I'd be like, all right, guys, like, you, can just, you can text each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, do you need me for this conversation? Uh, so we just talked about or our first phase was the menstrual phase, uh, which was three to seven days. We just talked about the follicular phase, which was seven to 10 days on average, right? Um, now let's move into our ovulatory phase. Um, same thing, hormones, body, lifestyle, food, exercise. What's going on uh, during this mm -hmm. phase? Yep, this phase, short and sweet, and the hormone focus, um, follicle-stimulating hormone rises, followed by an increase in the luteinizing hormone, and this is also from the pituitary gland. This will stimulate one follicle to swell and burst, releasing an egg into one of the fallopian tubes that will then travel to the uterus. Estrogen is continuing to rise, which thickens the uterine lining and supports the growth of immune system cells in the uterus. Testosterone also surges, then drops right around ovulation. So 
fun fact, the way our bodies work is because that testosterone is surging, it's going to make you want to um, have sex with your partner. So you create a baby. And so if you do, ex- <laughs> if you do yes. experience like just feeling more like turned on or horny or whatever, that's kind of what's going on. And then once that's done its job, that testosterone is going to drop. Wait, wait real quick. Um, Nicole, this is when she, this is when Nicole revisits Bridgerton. She's like... <laughs> I thought it's episode six, season one. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> For a long time, listeners, throwback. I'm like, huh? No, I'm just like sitting there. I'm like, why am I feeling like this? Oh, yeah. Sorry, body. We're not making a baby. Um, okay. Like, Damn it, <laughs> but it is interesting to kind of, when you know like what phase you're in and you can listen to like what your body's communicating, it just yeah, all makes sense. Sure. So moving on to body focus, vaginal discharge increases. Um, So if you're seeing that clear, wet, slippery, or stretchy, kind of like an egg white in um, discharge, that is um, a clear... I got to narrate, though. Like, Ro is, like, nervously rubbing his eyes. He's, like, covering his mouth. It's, like, a half cringe, half "Ah, smile. It's just different. It's just different. Yeah, I mean, it's really gross, but the best way to describe describe it is your discharge does kind of have that like egg white texture and that's a good indicator that you are ovulating and this is important to it's know. It's like really it, good health. Y- like it means yes. you're in really great health. Exactly. It's important to know especially if you are trying to conceive you know that things are working the way it should. Pick a different um, word you know. Discharge you may is experience such a, just such a strange word. It's like moist, Whoa, right? You guys like like moist. It. What do you want? Like a it's present not, from the vagina? Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> our bodies. We can describe That's it how we fair. want. All right, all right, all right. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you may experience some pelvic pain with the egg release, either a surge of energy or a sense of depletion, as well as headaches or cravings. Lifestyle focus, like I said, connection here. You're going to want to connect with people. You're going to feel very outgoing. Um, Have those important conversations in this phase um, because your communication skills are heightened. You will be able to clarify your thoughts and opinions and also be more receptive to other people's thoughts and opinions. So you are very magnetic in the ovulatory phase. So go on that first date, ask for that raise, (laughs) have those important combos. And yeah, this is, this is a great phase. I I really love, love being in the ovulatory phase, not because I want to have a baby, but just (laughs) because I feel really great. (laughs) (laughs) I love wanting to have a baby. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, this is like, it's cool when you learn because, like, if you don't know a lot about your cycle, you're like, why do I feel crazy? I go from this, I go to that, mm-hmm. I go to this, I go to that. But then once you know, you're like, oh, like this is the yep. this is the time where I got to do these are just things crazy. and channel That's this why, connection and this communication. <laughs> like, I really <laughs> no. wanted to hang out with that person last week, but now I don't want to see their face at all. What's going on? <laughs> That's me every day, probably because yeah, I'm not okay, ovulating anymore. <laughs> as as the, as the male cycle, right? I'm like, oh, earlier, fuck yeah, let's do it. And then after, like. Two, I'm like, it's too late. No, mm-hmm. I don't want to do with you. So, yeah. <laughs> it's time for the couch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lord. 
When it comes to food in this phase, which is a, a short window here with like our three to four-ish days, but when it comes to food, you've got all this estrogen, so your mood's really stable. You're going to have plenty of natural energy. You don't need to go heavy on the carbs here for energy. You can kind of get away with holding back a little bit on the carbs and um, pick grains like quinoa and corn for certain micronutrients. I would say... This is a big reason that I don't actually set carb and fat goals with my clients. Even though some of them utilize macronutrient tracking, we set minimums. And then I like to let your body dictate where we take this. And um, for a variety of reasons as far as taste preference. Um, but for women, it's because it doesn't need to be this dialed in. This is my to the gram carb count every day. Um, definitely listen to your body here and go with what you're craving. But it would be normal to crave a little less carbs. You've got a lot of natural energy and you're going anyway. You want your body to be getting rid of this excess ex estrogen. Mouthful. Um, a lot of women have a hard time clearing the estrogen, and that can lead to estrogen dominance. It's pretty common, I would say. And there's certainly things you can do micronutrient-wise to support that. Basically, bottom line with anything, eat your damn fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. um, lots of good antioxidants. We've got glutathione. This is what's going to support liver detox. You don't need to go on a fancy cleanse. Just freaking eat the right foods and your liver does its job. Pretty magical. Um, also want to make sure we've got good amounts of fiber so that we can move things through the gut really easily and have regular bowel movements is really important anytime, but especially now as we're clearing all this estrogen. So foods in this phase should be promoting vascular and anti antioxidants because that's really what's going to be best. And some of the foods I would recommend here would be, I'm going to highlight some fruits and veggies because I think that's the most important here. Asparagus, bell peppers, Brussels sprouts, chives, eggplants, endive, okra, scallions, spinach, tomato. Those would all be some really good veggie picks. For fruits, I would go with things like apricot, cantaloupe, fig, raspberry, strawberry. Those are just like a few, not mm -hmm. a whole. Obviously, there's a ton of freaking different things you could eat that have really great antioxidants and fiber, but those are just some ideas. Um, definitely still go light with the prep. You don't want to do like heavy foods and a lot of comfort foods here. I would, I would steam things. I would enjoy raw. You're going to get the most bang for your buck nutritionally if you do a mix of raw and cooked fruits and veggies because it brings out or removes different nutrients in different phases. So I always recommend good variety. When it comes to exercise, this is where you can amp it up. You got some high impact circuits going on, like go for it. Energy is its max in this phase, so you can definitely go with some more strenuous activity. Weightlifting, running, plyometrics, whatever you're in the mood for. I would also use this um, phase, and we talked about like companionship and communication. It doesn't have to be like a sexual partner of anything like Go grab a buddy, go for a workout, like use that energy, connect with other humans and make it fun. And why not add in some group exercise into the mix? Because that means you have to mm -hmm. do with people. That's why. Yeah. I. Uh, <laughs> so like I said, in the in the uh, last phase, which is the follicular phase, um, right? Like kind of priming yourself, getting ready to PR, or at least like maybe setting one and then seeing if you can kind of push it in this phase. Uh, and, and that's... <clears throat> It's really just because, you know, like Brooke said, you have the most amount of energy, right? You can kind of take a, a bigger beating than you're normal, than, than you normally can. 
which means like when you think about you know uh, fatigue and fitness like everything kind of works in your favor uh, at this point um, I also think it, it kind of speaks to uh, I don't know maybe gym culture I guess where you're like hey I'm trying to PR go for something sick like do you want to come with or I'm trying to get my friends more involved or the people around me to to kind of get me hyped for this um i don't know what the fuck that's about just because i i don't like doing that in general um but if there's like an a, some sort of biological need where you're like yeah i want to connect with more people i i, I kind of want to um i don't know want everyone to experience this uh then yeah that that's that's your time um i will say i i know that uh we talked about like this time being where you might weight lift and run and do plyos more but it's it's just that like you can still always do those things just now would be the time to to push it and as we relax in in this next uh upcoming upcoming phase it's just kind of cutting volume down so um before we get to the to the end right these are all suggestions and if you're not married to anything then like yeah have a week for yoga and a week for lifting and a week for this and that blah blah um but also be aware that like you can do the thing that you love. Um, there's just going to be some weeks where you may want to tailor it based on whatever phase that you're in. Um, but yeah. So what are we done? Three out of four. We have four. We have the fourth one left. Mm-hmm. So we had our menstrual phase, which was three to seven days. Our follicular, the follicular phase, I got to stop saying our, uh, which was seven to <laughs> 10 days. Uh, we just talked about the ovulatory phase, which is the three to four days where uh, Nicole wants to watch Bridgerton. And now we have <laughs> the luteal phase. Um, this is going to be 10 to 14 days, so a week and a half to, to two weeks. Um, and let's round it out. Let's talk about what happens in this phase and how it you know, uh, relates to being a woman and how you can support yourself during this, uh, during this time. Yes, so in the luteal phase, the hormone focus is going to be that the corpus luteum, which is the follicle from which the egg bursts, grows on the surface of the ovary, which produces progesterone. Increased progesterone prompts your body to keep the uterine lining intact. So this is a good thing if you are pregnant, if the if all the things did its job, you want that progesterone to rise. It also signals for the pituitary gland to stop sending the follicle stimulating and luteinizing hormones so that the only one egg is released, so that only one egg is released at a time. And then estrogen also continues to rise. If the egg is not fertilized, then the corpus luteum is reabsorbed into the body, causing progesterone production to halt, which will trigger your period. At the end of this phase, testosterone increases. So the body focus here is physical energy will start to decline. Um, Pre-menstrual symptoms can develop at the end of this phase. Symptoms can be headache, cravings, bloating, irritability, and mood swings. Your lifestyle focus um, is you need awareness, intention, and comfort as your energy softens and turns inward. Nesting is natural in this phase, so focus on your (laughs) domestic chores. Um, This is where you're going to really love, like, organizing, washing, When a woman's her best. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't even say it. I couldn't even say it. Damn. I couldn't say it. Oh, my. 
Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, you're probably going to want to do things around the house. We're not trying to promote gender roles here, but just saying. Um, the ratio of progesterone to estrogen will heighten your senses to have you noticing things that you missed before. Um, your brain will prioritize administrative detail-driven responsibilities that you may have been putting off. So in this phase, it's a great time to get things on your to-do list done Pay special attention to your self-care regimen, relax in the bath or unwind with a good book, allow yourself the space to reconnect and avoid exhaustion and slow down socializing during this phase. So if you are a person that you just caught out of that ovulatory phase and you loved socializing, you're like, oh, this feels awesome. And then all of a sudden you're like, crap, I don't want to see anybody. I just want to like kind of nest and turn inward and chill out this is probably why, you know, so just give yourself some grace there. You do not have to be the same bubbly person every single day. We have to kind of go back and forth and support our body the best we can. I'm just in a continuous state of luteal phase. I'm like, yeah, I'll just stay home. <laughs> I feel like nesting today. <laughs> I feel like nesting. I, I feel it. like being domestic. <laughs> <laughs> when you're a sugar baby that's all that's all you got so wow he's like in there sweeping look at me <laughs> you're like did i do good yeah she's like you forgot to do eight things i'm like but i did these two things so we should really be focusing on that mm-hmm. you should be proud of me yeah nice. anyway this is not group therapy so continue or is it <laughs> anyway yeah, <that's> <laughs> um let's talk about the food um So in this phase, the real micronutrient highlights are B vitamins, calcium, magnesium, lots and lots and lots of fiber is going to be important here too. So the B vitamins will actually help with the sugar cravings and the calcium magnesium combo and leafy greens will help to reduce the effects of fluid retention. Fiber, like anyone who talks about like, I need to do a detox, I need to support my liver, Mm. eat your fiber. Mm. Like the fiber (laughs) is the magic, people. It is moving and grooving through the gut. And we want the large intestine. (laughs) Exactly. We want the fiber (laughs) to move those things, flush the estrogen and everything else out of the large intestine. Fun fact, because I was talking to a client about this the other day. It is healthy and normal to have one to three bowel movements a day. Healthy and normal. Praise God. Healthy and normal. So, so if you're, a, you know, because he was concerned, he's like, I poop twice a day. I'm like, this is good. This is that good. was a concern. Great. The body sounds boy. Great. When yeah. people great. tell me they don't poop like, but every three days, I'm like, how do you feel? Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't get it either. Be like, so you just bloated for two days? And like, yeah, it's pretty horrible. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I don't all know how to the fix fiber that. people. <laughs> Um, (laughs) you can use things like some good healthy natural sugars that will help with that dip in estrogen that's going to come here at the end of the luteal phase that can cause some of the irritability so don't shy away from some of those cravings are there for a purpose don't shy away from it um, if that occurs and i would roast or bake veggies to make sure that you're when you cook foods, it changes the composition of them. So like, let's say roasting potatoes, you're actually pulling out more sugar from the carbohydrate. It changes things slightly. I don't know if I'm doing a good job of articulating that, but hopefully you all understand. So use that to your advantage to make sure it's included in this phase. Think about more grounding comfort foods in this phase. Um, Definitely make sure there's a lot of complex carbs that do have that fiber in them, and this will be really beneficial for stabilizing serotonin, dopamine levels in the brain. 
when it comes to exercise, this is a really long phase, almost two weeks. So in the first half, your energy is going to still be high. You're going to be able to hit those strenuous workouts just like you were in the ovulation phase. So roll with it. You'll know when your body's like, eh, we're slowing down. Um, usually this is the last five days. So I would just scale it back, ease into your exercise um, that's lighter and a little less low, you know, a little more low impact, like walking, Pilates, get some yoga. You can even hit some vinyasa if you still want some good movement. Um, if the sluggishness and water retention at the end of the phase get to you, which is normal, just choose exercise that's some lower resistance, lower impact. Yeah. I, I, I'm just laughing to myself at, at the thought of being like, the last, uh, I guess, phase or week where you're like, yes, come with me to the gym. Fuck yeah. And then this week you're like, ah, you know what? I really enjoyed that time, but like, I don't want you around there anymore. <laughs> Your gym partner's like, what the fuck? Come on. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't have anything to to add to that other than like, you know, it, it's, it may be just a time to, to get, to get ready for the next training block. Right. I don't, um, I know uh, Steffi Cohen. Do you guys do you know who Steffi Cohen is? That name sounds super familiar, but you're gonna. Have she's to like she's a total badass. Um, she is uh, like a powerlifter. Um, <laughs> she's like 120 pounds deadlifting something like five six hundred pounds. Uh, very very strong, right? She's a physical therapist. Um, has her own coaching and training business now, which is blowing up uh but you know she she's talked about how um and steffi if you're listening first of all thanks uh and she's not but if she is uh and and i may be like messing stuff up but you know she talked about how yes there's something to listening to yourself through all these phases and then there's also something to shut up and get to work so I think that for the most part, we tend to err on the like, hey, listen to yourself kind of um, side. Uh, but it's again, we because we don't it's we work mostly with um, everyday normal athletes. people. I call them everyday yeah, athletes. everyday athletes. Yeah, yeah. we'll say that for now on everyday athletes. Uh, and so there's no reason to be like, shut the fuck up and get to work. But, uh, you know, this this may be a time where it just becomes harder for you to work. And if you have to work, then you just kind of have to pull out all the tricks, motivational videos, uh, you know, doing uh, maybe um, let's say you, for whatever reason, just love bicep curls. So you're going to put that at the end as a reward for yourself. Um, and also just like, hey, this is a time where headphones are in. I'm not talking to fucking anybody. I'm just here to do my shit and then leave because I have a goal in mind. Um, this may be one of those times where you kind of have the, you have to have those conversations with yourself of like, how badly do I want whatever goal I'm aspiring towards? Um, and that's okay because you need those conversations every now and then, but it may just be a little harder from what I'm hearing um, in this phase. So give yourself the the grace, but also give yourself the kind of ass kicking that you might need um, if that's what you need at that at that point. I think um, what we're too what's so important is you have to really make an effort to develop that mind body connection, male or female. Yeah. And then you need to be able to call yourself on the bullshit. 
Like once you've got a strong yeah. connection <laughs> yeah. and you like really know when, okay, it's really time for me to rest or have that come to Jesus talk with yourself. You're like, do I really need to rest or am I just, you know, like bitching yeah. about it for no am reason? I just making yeah. excuses? Only yeah. you're going to know the answer to that. Not your coach, whether it's nutrition, fitness, whatever. We're not going to fucking know. Only you know. And so that's why yeah. I really encourage you to develop strong mind-body connection so you can be realistic with yourself and you can like, is this a time to just put my head down and do the work and might not be the greatest thing that I want to do, but like it's going to be the best thing for me. Or is it that I really need to rest and listen to my body? For sure. Head down, eyes forward, thoughts become things. So in a, in a one-on-one nutrition coaching program uh, for you two, I guess specifically, because I know that I don't deal with women. No, uh, I, you know, I don't have these sort of, (laughs) Yeah, I don't have the I definitely don't have the expertise uh, like you all do nutrition and then in this extra facet. So, you know, how would you work through uh, through this, like all the stuff we talked about with a client as far as like testing a nutrition protocol? Like, is there an efficient way to do it or is it kind of just like for six to eight months, you're kind of just like rummaging through the bullshit and being like, yeah, okay, now we figured stuff out. Let's get to it. Um, you know, if you all could talk about like your experience with, with that, that I think that that would be, um, really great, not just for like potential clients, but for people to be like, okay, like here's another resource that, that I might have access to. Yeah. So with the clients that I've seen, the biggest kind of collective story that I've heard, especially with women, um, and that's who I mainly work with is, that they'll go to the doctor, they'll have labs run, and things will come back that aren't in normal, within normal levels. And the first thing a doctor suggests is to just go on birth control. And they don't explain why, they don't get into the details of like, yes, like this hormone level came back abnormal, here might be a root cause, and they don't give it. Or so, yeah, so the two options would be go on birth control or change with lifestyle and diet. But then they give no direction or support or specifics around what change lifestyle and diet actually means. And so I really wanted, I was like, well, this is crap. Like I want to be able to provide a very detailed like option for my clients to go through testing at home And be able to get these results back and go through them together to come up with a very specific and detailed plan for them and what's going on in their body. So I know Brooke uses this as well, but we use Dutch testing, which is dried urine test for comprehensive hormones. And with this test, you get a kit in the mail, you do however many dried urine samples that you need to do that are within the test that we have um, decided is best for you and your goals. And then you send that back in and we go through a complete deep dive of what the results are. And then once we have those specific results, we're able to then tailor your nutrition program to what will best support you and getting your hormones within normal levels naturally without having to use birth control. And I think if you 
like the first thing that would have to happen though is if you were on birth control we would have to like go through your position to get off of that if that's what you're wanting to do to really be able to sync up with your cycle and support your hormones in the best way possible and know how to support each phase with nutrition and movement and lifestyle 100 percent um I love the Dutch test because it tells us so much and Mm -hmm. it's really best like you highlighted for someone who's already got a natural cycle and if you're on birth birth control no worries we just need to wait like three to six months for things to normalize so we can see like what is your actual underlying hormone cycle looking like and then we can tweak things from there um I love, love, love pairing the Dutch test too with micronutrient testing because what I often find is things get depleted micronutrient-wise. If you were on hormonal birth control, that happened to me. I had a lot of the stereotypical nutrient depletions that we see with hormonal birth control and it was not – because they were so severe, it wasn't rebounding on its own with a balanced diet. So I had to have targeted supplementation. So that's something that we do too, is we can look at micronutrients as a separate blood work panel and we can pair that to create a custom protocol. So then we're not just hitting it from like, what's our food? What's our exercise? What's our lifestyle plan here to support our hormones? But we can really dial it in to exactly the milligram like of what you need for nutrients to get you back on track. Um, I think it's a super powerful tool because it's no longer guesswork. It's no longer like, well, I think something's going on with your hormones. Like it's probably interrupting mm-hmm. our body recall process like we don't have to freaking guess anymore it's like we have access to this testing where we can create a blueprint just for you to make you feel so much freaking better um i didn't realize how shitty i felt until i had done all this myself and i was like oh wow like this is what it can feel like um so i'm a big big advocate for it and i think um nicole and i definitely want to do a whole episode deep diving into the testing piece and Mm. tying it into cortisol um, cortisol and the adrenals and what's going on there because it's Mm. all freaking connected people and then i was gonna be like hormones are bullshit they're not necessary let's (laughs) talk about this um yeah that was uh that was so great i mean again i think there's only (laughs) maybe I don't know, 15, 20 seconds in total where I was like, oh, fuck, what am I doing here, man? Uh, but again, <laughs> just like just like the last episode, like, learned so much. And I think that uh, as a practitioner, right, like, theoretically, uh, 50% of the population that you work with, right, is is a female. So this is stuff that you, you probably should know. Um, but also, if you're just a good coach, right, understand that somebody's going to know their body better than you are so if they're like hey i'm just not feeling it and they're not normally like that let them go and be like oh well i heard on this podcast you're probably in your luteal phase um but yeah thank you thank you to to both of you for for teaching me the simple man uh, about so much and, and also for you know talking about your own personal experiences because you know it's different than like reading shit in a book or like i i, I read stuff for this for my thesis and yeah, like know about it, but it's different. It's different. You're like, hey, so here's the reality of it. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know, like science doesn't cover like you're you're in a better mood here and da 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 and go and experience shit. I'm just like, I don't know, can you perform better? Yeah, awesome. Like <laughs> that's my only lens. So uh, such a male scientist. Yeah, <laughs> such a male scientist. <laughs> I know the best kind of scientist. No. Um 
but yeah, so uh, hopefully you all, I mean, I hope you all all learned and, and enjoyed that because I, I know that, that I did. And again, we all have some sort of woman or female in our life that this pertains to. So um, yeah, make sure you, you share, share whatever little nuggets you, you learn from here. But um, here's a little outro. Uh, Nicole and I are uh, currently accepting clients. Uh, I have to do with all things exercise and performance. Um, Nicole is our intuitive eating and health at every size dietitian um, that utilizes the Dutch test, uh, much like Brooke does. So let's let's uh, let's zone in a little more and see how how uh, Nicole, who is ultra qualified and really great at her job, uh, can can help you. Uh, Brooke is our uh, dietitian specializing in functional nutrition for athletic performance, and you can join the waitlist to work with her for one on one nutrition coaching. Um, yeah, I think like, I think we said recently that her people are graduating. She's got a little, a lot, a lot of baby birds getting ready to spread their wings and leave the nest. So, uh, yeah, (laughs) she's doing great work. So, uh, I can definitely, uh, vouch for her. Um, follow us at health unfiltered pod on uh, Instagram. Uh, keep those awesome questions of the week coming, especially stuff like this. Um, because, you know, again, I learned a lot. I had a lot of questions, so I'm glad I got some of them answered. Um, rate us, share us, and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. And again, I really think this is one, um, or at least the, the series that that you should share because it's definitely going to help us, but more importantly, it's going to help uh, you and, and the people that maybe you care about. <laughs> maybe you care about. Um, but yeah, with that, we will have... Brooke, lead us out with her normal didgeridoo here. Cue the music. (laughs) Uh, Peace out, y'all. Bye, y'all.